Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. It's Monday, June 4. Good morning and welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Jafet de Oliveira. Jafet, go ahead and pray for us, yeah. please. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you again for this uh, beautiful morning. I ask, Lord, for a blessing on this fresh day. Uh, whatever we're going to do, Lord, I just ask that as we pause in this text, as complicated as it is, as beautiful as it is, may we find your spirit lead us into a new place. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we're again reading Romans 2, verses 12 through 29. Today, though, we're moving over into the New Living Translation. When the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews who do have God's law will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in His sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know His law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts, for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through, Jesus, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law, and you boast about your special relationship with Him. You know what He wants. You know what is right because you have been taught His law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God, for you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say, the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law but don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God, and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law, rather it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Okay. okay. Is, that, is that better, this text, this version? Yeah, I think it's less confusing. Yeah. Um, good, good, all right. Well, then let's, uh, let's dive into the recalibrate question then today, which is this. It's a bit of a longer one, so I'm going to repeat it twice. Here it goes. It's, am I my brother's keeper? And what responsibility do each of us carry both collectively as a church and personally for the faith of others? Am I my brother's keeper? What resp- responsibility do each of us carry both collectively as a church and personally for the faith of others? Oh, I love this question because I, I do have quite a... A number of thoughts. On, oh, already? Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of a question of individuality versus a kind of more collective yeah. view of the self. And I kind of, over time, I've come to think that 
that there really is no such thing as me, like aside from my, my, um, relationships with other people, my Mm -hmm. identity is constructed out of relationships to people, things, institutions, you know, a country, a church, a family, my friends. Um, I think that often people think that they could somehow divorce themselves from all of these things that have formed them and somehow still be who they are. And I don't, I don't think that's true. So I really think that your faith experience is formed in community. You know, um, and so I, I actually do think that I am my brother's keeper in the sense I feel that when someone comes into my life, I usually do believe that that is for a reason that they have been more or less given to me, that I have Mm. some responsibility to them. Now, that can become a noose around your neck. That can be a problem. You kind of have to decide how far you take that because I think there's a point at which you also, that can become codependency of kind of thinking that you're responsible for people's bad choices or actions and that it's up to you to stop them. And, you know, there's only so much that you can do. But, yes, I do think we're responsible to each other and we're responsible for forming the kind of community that we want to be part of. You can't just absolve yourself of that and act like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, I, I think that's actually pretty critical. Mm-hmm. I think that's critical of everything that we do. I think that's what makes a, a you know a great relationship and a great work environment. I think it's interesting when people say that you know they go to work and, and they just feel, oh, it's just it's a horrible workplace. Just it's acidic and it's just terrible. And and they don't do anything to try and change that themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just live in the environment and just feel like they are a, a passenger in a huge bus and they have no authority or. But power I get where that happens to people because if you're you know because yourself is not separate from everything. If you're in a toxic environment all the time you have to be a very strong person to rise above that. And that's why I think it helps if we're all, you know, it's, it's very difficult when a place starts to become toxic. I remember reading a book about this, that mm. when a person starts to spiral in a negative way and has a bad attitude toward a task, like say a student in school, for instance, that's my context, it's really hard to get them out of that because they have decided that everything is bad. And you see this with church, you know, where people decide that, the church is terrible. I hate everyone there. The people are awful. And then they don't feel like doing anything to make it better. They don't want to be a part of it. And that just feeds on itself. Yeah. So don't you think it's easier to be your brother's keeper if your brother doesn't really need any help? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm happy Or be, it's easy yeah. to be your brother's keeper if your brother is some kind of simpleton where you can just tell him what to do and he'll do it. Yeah. Like your brother might need a lot of help, but if he's at least cooperative, that would be a pretty easy brother. Because we all know yeah. what everybody else should do. And the problem is that people don't tend to take our advice. So. Well, that, that came up on Saturday morning at the at Open Word. Remember when they were discussing the question about, you know, when you got, I think it was Jim who brought up that really great question where he was talking about, if you've got someone you know and, you know, they... Oh, yeah, you know yeah. that they're going down a bad path. And should you, you help, them? help them? Should you say anything? Mm-hmm. And I think that if it's just a case-by-case thing. There might be a moment where it's appropriate to say something. But, I, you know, I don't know. Um, we all know that we're not super open to people pointing out our flaws and telling us what to do. We tend to dig our heels in and become cantankerous because of that. So... You know, I don't know. I I don't think that being your brother's keeper, mind you, I don't think that means going around and telling people what they're doing wrong. I think of it more as feeling that you do have a responsibility to be there for people and to try to help people. I don't think it means that my job is to go around and tell people what's wrong with their life and how they should fix it. Now, 
I happen to know the person who wrote this question, and uh, and I think the question's kind of loaded, and it's a bit of a trick question. Is it you? It may be me. It may be me. So when you say you know the person, <laughs> what a weird way of putting it. Well, yes. I know. It's just... It's what my other the, personality. Oh, oh, well, yeah, I know. Well, I think what, if, what if they haven't read The Daily Walk, and then they read The Daily Walk, and like, what? It's, it's, Jafet wrote the question. Oh, yes, no, then it'd be kind of funny. All right, okay, so here so it is. I wrote the question. Did you have some thought that you were thinking and about? And I did have some other thought underneath okay. here because I did intentionally put the idea of faith inside ah, this question. Yes. And I think it's, and I put it inside there because it is a loaded idea. It's a loaded idea because there are some, and Paul's kind of like pushing pretty hard inside this text here where he talks about to the Jews saying to them, you were given this great privilege to be this incredible witness to other people. You had this responsibility and have you really done a good job with that? And then I asked myself, are we who have read the Bible, discovered who God is, you know, a, a snippet of who God is? Let me say that, a snippet of who God is. Have we done a good job of expressing who God is to others? And what responsibility do we have for that? Um, because there are some who do believe that actually that we're not responsible. Um, and then there are others who say, actually, it's rest all on our shoulders. Okay, I have I have something to say to this. I think it's not... It's um, something that a psychologist told me once a few yeah. years ago. It has to do with parenting, but I think it applies. He said, you are responsible for the process of parenting, but not necessarily for the outcome. And he might not have even said necessarily. Let's just say not for the outcome. Because yeah. he's saying that basically people still have choices. You know, your children, you you are responsible for doing the best that you can. That That's the process a parenting, I think we're responsible for the process of, of faith, of the kind of faith that we portray and of the way that we create a community of faith. Yeah. But I don't think that we can be responsible ultimately for what other people, another human being says or does or thinks in the I, end. I really you, you like can't that ever make yourself responsible to that degree. I, I really do like that. I also do believe that we're not responsible to convert people because it's not our job. It's it's the job, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts people and brings them to that point. Mm-hmm. But there is a responsibility we have that we need to process this week because Paul is really going quite hard after himself in part and in, in the Jewish people here about who they are and what they've taken on when it comes to their responsibility. So think about this question today. Am I my brother's keeper? And what responsibility do each of us carry both collectively as a church and personally for the faith of others? And uh, we'll connect tomorrow. Until then, live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.